You're listening to The John Cordray Show, number 18. Today, I'm talking about how one simple parenting tip can radically change your child's behavior. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a national certified counselor, a leading voice of emotionally healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. And welcome to the John Cordray Show. My name is John Cordray, and I am a licensed therapist and a national certified counselor. And I am so delighted that you decided to join me for a little while today and and I hope this uh, episode is helpful for you. If you're a parent uh, of any age child, I think this will be very helpful and beneficial to you. Uh, this is number 18, and this is uh, going to be talking about how one simple parenting tip can radically change your child's behavior. And it doesn't matter how young or how old your child is, I really believe uh, that this one little minor tweak modification in your parenting can radically change your relationship with your child. Uh, I am a parent myself. I have two teenage children. And so uh, I am uh, talking as a parent to parents. And I'm also a child therapist. And I've seen kids of all ages come into my office. And I've talked to a lot of parents, weary parents, parents at their wits end because their child is so disruptive, so uh, rebellious. And it just seems like a lot of parents say that their child doesn't even care about them. They, it just feels like their child doesn't love them. And I, I really don't think that's the case. I, I think your child does love you. I think they're having a hard time expressing that. And so parents, if you're listening to this and you are automatically thinking of one of your children as maybe the high maintenance child, uh, awesome. Great. I'm glad you're thinking of that child because I think this, um, little trick, if you will, can help you with your relationship to build that bridge with your child. And so I also want to talk to parents who are kind of at your wit's end, maybe you've tried a lot of different things and you, you just kind of resort to your bickering and your fighting and yelling and trying to be louder than your child. And, you know, I hear all the time, I hear parents try to negotiate with their child. And especially if, if your child is strong-willed, you're not going to be able to negotiate with them. It just won't work. And, and I also hear a lot of parents who jump to conclusions that their child is trying to manipulate them and they're trying to get out of getting in trouble. Well, part of that might be true, but not all of it may not be. So don't jump to conclusions. Be careful to make those assumptions. You know, I, I was at the, uh, the grocery store this past weekend. And I heard this one mom and she had three other young children with her and she was by herself. And I'm sure she was 
at her wits end and she's trying to to uh, do the grocery shopping and and trying to get three kids in line and, and one of the the children were he was kind of acting up and getting kind of loud and and she i think just snapped and she yelled at her child in the middle of the store and she said why don't you just act like a human being the reaction that you just felt everybody around in that grocery store felt the same way that this mom said a very cruel and mean thing to her child. Now I'm going to assume that this is a good mom. She was just at her wits end. You might've been there. I have been there to where you've tried and, and you try to resist the yelling and raising the voice. And yet you just snap and you say something or you do something that you don't mean out of frustration. And it just seems like your child just does not listen to you. And, and maybe even not even more than that, your child is disobeying you to your face and it's pushing your buttons and it's making you mad and it's making your blood boil and it just makes things worse. And so that wedge between you and your child is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You're getting frustrated. Your child's getting frustrated and there's no conclusion. There's no restoration in the relationship. And if you're a, a parent who feels like you're at your wit's end and you don't know what to do and you tried everything and maybe the only thing that seems to work is the threatening and making your child afraid of you and giving ultimatums and threatening and maybe that feels like it works. But let me tell you, it may work on the outside. It may Get your child to do something, but they're not going to respect you for it. They're going to secretly harbor resentment and bitterness towards you. They're going to secretly wait and count down the days and the years until they turn 18 and they're out of there or until they go to college or, or whatever. And so you might be able to get your child to do something because you are angry at them and you raise your voice or you have the angry look and you give an ultimatum or a, a threatening gesture and they may do it, but it's not effective. It's not reaching their heart. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about not just addressing the child's behavior. I want to talk about how to reach their heart because I believe as a parent and as a child therapist that the best way and the only way to get your child to really uh, obey is to reach their heart. You reach them from the inside out and then you'll see the behavior. And so often I think today and in, in today's pop culture, it's all about addressing their behavior. If they're acting up, and if they can't sit still, we, we throw the label of ADHD on them and we pump them full of medication. Now, don't get me wrong. There might be some kids who really need the medication to sit still and focus and pay attention. But we're so quick to make that label and that judgment. And we also, our society is quick to judge the parents if the child is acting up, running down the hall, yelling and screaming in the, in, in the grocery store, 
we're quick to judge that parent. Just like this mom who uh, I was with, or not with, but in the grocery store, and I was around and I heard her say, why don't you just act like a normal human being to her young child? It would be very easy to jump to conclusions and say, that's a horrible mom. How could she ever say that? Until you realize and you really think about to yourself, oh, I've done things like that. I know what that's like. So we're so quick to judge and label kids, and we're so quick to, to judge and label parents if they have a, a, a disruptive child. I've helped parents who have what's called reactive attachment disorder, where a lot of times when children are adopted, and there's a lack of or no a, an attachment, they tend to react to their adoptive parents. I have helped parents with kids who have oppositional defiant disorder, who just completely disregards authority. I have helped parents with ADHD kids. I have helped parents who have children who are very high maintenance. And I tell every parent the same thing. Children need love, attention, and affection first, even if they don't ask for it. Children of all ages, I don't care if they're three, if they're 16, 23, or 33, your child needs love, attention, and affection first and foremost even if they don't ask for it, even if they don't deserve it. Many times, children who act out are doing so because they want their parents, they want to prove, their parents to prove to them that they love them. They'll do something intentional just to, to prove that you love them. And so often as parents, when our children act up or they do something that's not right. We show them everything but love. We address the behavior and we yell and we, we raise our voice and we have this angry look and we scare them. And that's the exact opposite of what they're asking for. It's kind of like they're, they're doing this intentional, uh, something that, that makes you mad, maybe pushing your buttons, and they're doing it intentionally. It's almost as if they're saying, get away from me, and they're trying to push you away. But on the inside, they're saying, I desperately need you to come close to me. It's almost as saying, I, stay away, but come. I hate you, but I love you. Do you love me? It's a tension inside of, of every child with RAD, reactive attention disorder, and, and quite possibly every child who acts out. Think of the, the, the one child that comes to your mind, whether it's your child or it's a friend's child or it's the, the child that was at the grocery store this past weekend. And think of that child as you, maybe they, they, they are the worst behavior. They're having a meltdown. What do you think that child is thinking? If you really stop to think about it, do you think that children who act up and they get mad and they're defiant, they run away, they have a very destructive behavior, 
What do you think they're really actually feeling on the inside? We know what they're showing on the outside. That's obvious, very evident. But what do you think they're feeling on the inside? We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please follow the link in the show notes. I think they're, they're, they're feeling all kinds of feelings. Rejection. Alone. Unloved. All kinds of these hidden emotions, emotions that and feelings that are deep beneath the surface. And all we're seeing is the outward action, the behavior. And that if we only address the behavior, we're not reaching their heart. We're not reaching those emotions that are very deep. And for some kids that are very wounded. The other thing I, I remind parents, and sometimes we... We get this intellectually, but we don't really understand it, especially in the heat of the moment when we are tempted to yell and scream at our disruptive child, we tend to forget, hey, our children aren't developed yet. They're not adults. In fact, research shows that our brains, the human brains continues to develop until around age 25 or so. And this means that even if a child is 18 or 19, they go off to college, their brain has not yet stopped developing. It's still growing. It's still developing. This is why so many teens do so many stupid things. And, and so why so many teens are so impulsive because their brains haven't quite reached the full maturity yet. So they're not going to think like an adult. They're not going to think like you. When's the last time that you got after your child because you wouldn't have done that or you knew better. And so you got after your child because they didn't know better. Well, Okay. Maybe they didn't know better. Maybe they didn't realize they weren't thinking clearly. They weren't thinking, boy, if I do this, then this will happen. Their kids are impulsive. It's because their brains aren't fully developed yet. You got to remember that. So it's so important for us as parents to try to reach our children's heart and not just the behavior. Our kids need us as parents to respond to their negative behavior. Yes, we, we have to do. I'm not saying ignore their negative behavior. Not at all. That's the furthest thing that I'm saying. But we need to respond to their negative behavior with love, with acceptance, but yet with firmness. We have to 
try to validate their feelings and where they're coming from. But it's so often our parent, as parents, we confuse being firm with outright anger. And this only leads to the bickering, the jumping to conclusions, the, the, the tension that's in the home, the slamming of doors, the things that are said in the heat of the moment that are not, that you didn't really mean, but it just came out anyway. What's a parent to do with a strong-willed child? I have talked with parents where there is not a single night of peace and harmony in a home because of the child is doing so many bad things. What's a parent to do? Well, there's really not a guarantee of anything because every child, every person, every parent is going to be different. But I will say this, this is the one tip that I think will radically change how you parent and radically change your child's behavior. And it's not rocket science. It's just trying to come at parenting from a different angle. And here it is one tip, and that is to go exploring, to go exploring. So what do I mean by going exploring? Okay. Well, what comes to your mind when you hear the term going exploring? For me, it would be going to some exotic jungle somewhere in Indonesia or doing some kind of an Indiana Jones thing. Or for some others, it would be going to the mall and and looking for the best deals on clothes or in shoes. Or for others, it would be going to... Uh, the, the, the outdoor store and trying to find the best gear to go camping or canoeing. So the idea is, is exploring is trying to have a, an inquisitive mind, but also a passionate mind and a childlike curiosity to learn all that you can about that particular subject or about that particular environment. So you are going to do everything you can to figure it out. So if you're going to go to some exotic vacation, you're not, not just going to go and say, let's buy our tickets and leave tomorrow and leave without exploring, trying to figure out where you're going to go, how you're going to get there and what you're going to do. That's exploring. So this parenting tip is to explore your child's motive before you make a judgment. So explore your child's motive. That's your child's heart. Before you make a snap judgment. So another way to illustrate this point would be, do you remember, uh, I think it was in the 1960s, 1970s, the, the show Columbo, that detective who seemed like he didn't know what he was doing, but at the last minute, as he was walking out the door, he turns around and he asks the question. And that question really seemed to get to the heart of the matter. Do you see where I'm go- going here? Exploring your child's motive for their negative behavior. It's all about asking questions, not assuming and not casting judgment. 
So when you explore your child's behavior, you are refusing to assume the worst. And if you refuse to assume the worst, usually the outcome is the best, right? So let's turn that around. If you assume the worst, your child is going to be on the defensive. And they're going to know that you're assuming the worst. And they're going to give it back to you the worst. So exploring your child's motive for their behavior is far better than assuming the worst. I would even go as far as saying that it's better to assume the best and be wrong than to assume the worst and be wrong. It's better to assume the best and then be wrong than to assume the worst and be wrong. It's about validating your child. It's about loving and accepting them first and then addressing their negative behavior. So when your child acts up or behaves in a negative way, remember to go exploring and ask open-ended questions and try to discern their real motive. Kids react to stress and anxiety and fear and depression much differently than adults do. And it might come out as angry, but on the inside, they're stressed. I mean, think about for a moment, think about a baby, an infant, right? We, we, we don't assume the worst in an infant, right? So when a baby is crying, we assume they're hungry, they're tired, they need their diapers changed, they need a physical touch, they need to be held. So when a baby cries, we always, almost always assume the best. And so we go and we, we love on them and we comfort them. Fast forward the, the years to maybe five years old, maybe 10, 15, 18. And when our child acts up, we're much quicker to assume the worst and we're much quicker to address and react to their negative behavior and completely overlook the child's heart. So if you can learn this technique of exploring your child's motive or exploring their behavior, it will transform your parenting and it will transform your relationship with your child. Start today, right now, today, with your child, and I want to challenge you the next time, it might be an hour from now, but the next time your child reacts and does something that makes you boil, I want to challenge you to go exploring first before you make the accusation. So that's my challenge for you. And so I'm going to wrap up with a few nevers for parenting. Okay. So never do this. Now, obviously we're not perfect, right? We're going to blow it. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, 
but really try your best to never do these things. Never assume the worst. If you're going to assume anything, assume the best. Remember, it's better to assume the best and be wrong than to assume the worst and be wrong. Never be quick to judge. Be willing to hear your child out before making a snap judgment. I mean, think about it. If you're at work and your boss makes a snap judgment against you, wouldn't that make you mad? Never yell. Never yell. It's okay to be firm. It's okay to speak in a firm voice, but don't confuse firmness with yelling. Because your child will. If you raise your voice and, you, and you're screaming, that's not being firm. That's yelling. And then you're trying, that means if you yell, you're trying to intimidate your child. You're trying to make them conform to your will out of fear. And that's never okay. And then lastly, never give empty threats. If you do this, then I'm going to ground you for six months. Don't give empty threats. Now, I'm not saying that you don't ground. I'm not saying that you don't give consequences. Definitely, you want to give consequences. That's a different topic. That's a different time. But never give empty threats. Follow through and be consistent on the consequences that you set. Don't make the consequences so huge. You're grounded for two weeks. That's a snap judgment. That's because what happens is we realize later, oh, I shouldn't have grounded for two weeks. And then you, then you let them off the hook two days later. And then it, it's, it's just an empty threat. It doesn't mean anything. And the more empty threats you have, the less follow through you have, the more your child is not going to respect you. And you're, you're creating the opposite relationship with your child. So what do you do when you blow it? What happens if you do some of these things? What happens if you do assume the worst? What happens if you do uh, or or, or do make a a quick judgment and you do yell and you do say things that you really didn't mean? What is a parent to do? Well, a parent, what you should do, if you blow it as a parent, then you you should go to your child And tell them that you blew it. And you tell them, you know what? I should not have raised my voice. I should not have assumed the worst. Will you please forgive me? You ask for forgiveness. You're humbling yourself before your child, telling them that you're not perfect, but you still love them and you respect them enough to go to them and admit that you were wrong. And let me tell you, that is one of the most transforming moments in your parenting that you'll ever see. When you can humble yourself and go to your child and your child sees that, you're modeling what it's like to be a good parent. Not a perfect parent, but a good parent. Because you are acknowledging that they have feelings too, and you hurt them, and you went to them, and you humbled yourself, and you said, I'm sorry. Will you please forgive me? And if you can learn, I mean, it's an art. This is something that's not really taught. 
it's just not something that you just intrinsically know. It's easy to become a parent, but very hard to be a parent. So no one is blaming you. Don't beat yourself up. I am not blaming you if you have failed and, and you're thinking of all the times that you did things that were wrong. I'm not here to point fingers. I am here to come alongside you. I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. I'm here to say it's never too late to restore your relationship with your child. I don't care how old or how young your children are. Don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your child. So learn the art of going exploring and not assuming the worst, but going and and, and just assuming the best and saying, man, you must be having a hard day. Let's talk about it. If you can do that, it will transform your relationship. It will transform the behavior of your child. Because if you are a yeller, if you are uh, trying to instill fear in your child to conform to your will, they will not respect you. If you're a, a permissive parent who lets their child do anything and get away with everything, They're not going to respect you. Your children will respect you when you treat them as a child, as a human being, as a person with dignity. And you respect them and they will respect you. You are their model. Now, I realize I'm talking to parents who had probably a lot of you not very good parents yourselves. And so your role models are your parents and they blew it and they, they did all kinds of these things that I just talked about that you should never do. I realized that some of you had some horrible parents and I'm sorry, but now is the time to break that pattern. Don't make excuses. Okay. I'm not saying, oh, you had a bad life, so therefore you can have a you make your child's life bad too. No, no. What I am saying is I'm sorry you had that life as a child, but it's time to break that pattern and pass on to your children, a legacy that will be just an awesome legacy. I mean, think about it. If you develop this relationship with your child and, and they grow up so fast, they'll go to college, but will they come back? Will they call you? Will they visit you from time to time and come to holidays? Well, if you are the parent who makes them afraid of you or they're very angry at you and you're very angry at them, they probably will stay away until you're willing to humble yourself and go before them and say, I blew it. I recognize it. Will you please forgive me? Let's do a do-over. It will transform your parenting. It will transform you as a person. It will transform your child. So the one simple parenting tip that can radically change your child's behavior is to go exploring. Try to discern 
their heart and not only address their behavior. Do not address negative behavior with negative behavior. It will never, ever go well. So my encouragement to you, first of all, you're still listening. That means that you care. That means that you want to know how to have a better relationship. You want to know how to be a better parent. That's awesome. Kudos to you. Great. And like I said, I am your biggest cheerleader. So make these changes. And you might be listening to this and you might be saying, check, check, check. I did it all. I'm doing really good. And so if that's awesome, if this is confirming to you, you might be doing a lot of these things already. Great. Keep doing it. Keep up the good work. You might be doing all these things and all the right things and your child is still acting up. That's very possible because there's no guarantee. But I want to encourage you, if you're a little parent that's done all the right things and do everything you can and your child is still acting up, don't give up. Remember, their brains are not completely fully developed yet. They need, your, your kids need to hear you as a broken record over and over and over again. They need to see you love them over and over and over again. They need you to prove to them over and over and over again that you care about them. Yes, it's exhausting. Very exhausting. But don't give up because this is an investment that will pay off so much more than any other investment that you've ever invested in. I guarantee it. It will pay off. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but it will pay off. They'll, when they when your kids get older and their brains start to develop more, they will think back to what their childhood was like. And they'll one day say, Mom, Dad, thank you. I was a horrible child, but you still love me anyway. Thank you. Wow, that would be awesome. So I want you to feel encouraged. I don't want you to feel beat up. And... I just really appreciate you. I believe you are a good parent. You might have done some negative things, but you're a good parent. Keep up the good work, my friends. And I appreciate you listening. And you may want to re-listen to this. You may want to pass this on to somebody else, maybe your spouse or a friend. Great. Love that. Um, But I just really hope that this takes your parenting up a notch. I hope it brings you and your child a little bit closer and it gives you more of an awareness of how you act in front of your children. If it does, I am so blessed. I am so honored and privileged to be able to convey this to you today. That's all I have for today. Thank you again so much for stopping by and I really appreciate you and I just can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen to this. You didn't have to. You're so busy doing other things. You didn't have to spend this time with me today, but you chose to. And that means a lot. And that says a lot about who you are as a parent. 
So keep up the good work, my friend, and we'll catch you next time. You have been listening to The John Cordray Show. Remember, your story isn't over yet. Together, we can break the stigma of mental health. Together, we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone.